This is your other brother's podcast. Welcome, friends, to your other brother's podcast, Navigating Faith, Homosexuality, and Masculinity Together. I'm your host, Tom, live from the Blue Ridge, the jewel of the Blue Ridge. And here with me is my other brother from, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the names. It's been so long since we recorded. (laughs) From the city of Oaks, it is my brother, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? That is correct, Tom. (laughs) This is Ryan from Raleigh. Ryan from Raleigh and from the city of Forts, it's my other brother, Jacob. Hey, guys. Actually, there's only one fort, but it just sounds better to say Forts. Yep. <laughs> What's up, Ryan, Jacob? This is it. Y'all, this is our year-end spectacular, Everything Must Go. <laughs> no, we're not going anywhere. This is our <laughs> but this is our final episode, not to date things, because I know I always have to keep in mind that people are going to be listening to this podcast 700 years from now. Mm. Um, so... I don't know if it's relevant or not to say that this is the last episode of 2019, but it is. This is the last episode, not only of 2019, but of this entire decade. We have a decade's worth of Yobcast content coming to a close today. It's been a decade. <laughs> Granted, it's only, we've only hmm. been recording for three of those years, but episode 54, here we are. We're, we're ending mm-hmm. an era, y'all. Wow. It's going to be so weird to be in the 2020s that is insane to me have y'all thought about this yet mostly i think about how we're not going to say 2000 and whatever anymore we're going to say 2020 2021 it'll be like for anyone who grew up in the 90s it was kind of jarring to get into the 2000s and no longer be able to say oh that was back in 94 Mm -hmm. um you can now say oh that was back in 21 and see, I've always been in the habit of saying 2019. I've never really been one to say 2019 because that's an extra syllable. Why? Well, we don't have time for extra syllables. It was more. It was more like in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, definitely more of a thing in the 2000s. Used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always find it odd when I see people that have a a birthday that was post 2000 and they're and they're not like seven years old. Like, I don't understand how <laughs> someone yeah, born after in college 2000. Now. Yeah. And they're like, they're going to get out of college this next year. That's just weird. They're in like, college they're and they're on pieces. TikTok. They're just whittle babies. <laughs> Big shout out to all of our TikTok viewers. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about singleness today. This is a fun episode because we are, you're calling back to a previous episode. We did a previous episode on singleness. But we figured with the holidays upon us, we just celebrated Thanksgiving as of the recording of this. Um, We got Christmas and New Year's around the corner. And so we figured this was an opportunity to delve a little bit more into singleness with a new cast and, uh, and talk about singleness from the perspective and from the context of the holidays. So, um, so yeah, we're going to talk about that later in this episode. Um, I know the holidays can stir up a lot for a lot of people. So we're going to stir we're gonna mm. stir the spoon here today and see see what comes up. So <laughs> should be a Ew. good time, right? Right, y'all? Yep. But first, before we move on to this holiday singleness episode, Jacob, let's get your your immediate, well, not immediate, but 
immediate following episode 53 reaction to having your brother mm. on the Yobcast. What was that like? Yeah. Was that mortifying? Was that exciting? Was that? No, no, it was, I mean, I think I was, I was a bit nervous going into it, but just, just cause like, uh, the, the story of me coming out to Nate is not one that I'm proud of. Like it involves, um, a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. Um, but it was also, also something that I had been wanting to, to do with him for a long time. So it just, it felt like, uh, yeah, it just felt really good for us to have a chance to open up and just, um, talk, talk about the ways that we have, um, uh, uh, growing as people and as, uh, brothers. And honestly, I think like getting a chance to do that in this context only made me appreciate even more what an incredible brother I, I have. So that was pretty great. And I'm sure he would say that you're an incredible brother as well. Oh, yeah, it was fun. I mean, we, I'm curious if you got any feedback, like, did you share it with anybody or did you hear from people, you know, about the podcast? Yeah, so I did. I just sent it to some friends. Um, also sent it to my family. Haven't actually heard anything yet from other members of my family. So not sure if they've had a chance to listen to it or not. Um, but I think the the people that I'm closest to have heard this story before. So it wasn't actually new. But I think that um, from the, the little bits that I heard, um, people were very encouraged just just to hear how mm. all of that happened which is cool yeah i mean i'll say from my end because um and i mentioned this on our our yaba log our bonus podcast that came out um fairly recently um we have a phone number set up so people anytime anyone can call the the yab phone number and leave message it's primarily used for feedback for the podcast every once in a while people will leave a message for just general feedback on the on the website and what we're doing but it's not something we get a lot of traction on. I mean, we get some calls, but but on this one, we got like a couple calls specifically about this episode um, and these two like really enthusiastic responses that this was one of, if not their favorite episode that they've heard so far. And so um, I take that to mean that, uh, yeah, and I enjoyed it too, obviously. I knew as, as we were recording and as we, you know, ended the recording that night, I knew it was a really great episode. I'm glad that it it touched a lot of people and that it, it seemed to... Uh, a lot. One person I think used it, described it as like this is an excellent resource for um, any family member who's who's reacting or or has the potential to react to a coming out in their family. Like this is a great episode to listen to, and and so I really I'm really grateful that y'all entered into the ring and just shared vulnerably your story and and how how it came about. And um, yeah, so for big shout out to Nate. Also, he's not here. Obviously, actually, here's Nate now. <laughs> no. Nate, you're great. Thank you. And even, and we use that hashtag ask straight Nate. It was hilarious that, uh, we had a couple people use it and, uh, Nate true to his, his name. He's at, he's a, he's a late Nate as well. Um, he, he like responded to a yobber's comment on our website, like five or six weeks after the fact. <laughs> so, so he eventually got to it, but it was a really great response. Yeah. You can check it out uh, on our podcast episode page, Nate's response, but yeah, it was just a great time. So I'm, I just wanted to get your reaction and just affirm that, yeah, that was a really, it was a great conversation. So thanks for, thanks for sharing your story, Jacob. My pleasure. Thank you. I wanted to call you Jake right then, like Nate does, but it still <laughs> doesn't feel natural to me. Ryan, do you ever want to call Jacob Jake or do you call him Jake? And I'm just not in, in on this. 
I've only ever called him Jacob. I, I know, just assumed right? that Jake would be, I, I didn't think it would be very welcome. Oh, <laughs> I don't think it would be unwelcome. Honestly, I would think, I think that most of the time I don't really hear the difference when people use one or the other. It does, it does feel weird though when Nate calls me Jacob. That sounds, because I think Ooh. he did that on the episode and it felt weird at times of like, wait, why are you call me Jacob? Like, I don't, are you, am I in trouble? I don't understand <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. Jake, Jake, like when I think of a Jake, I think of someone who maybe like surfs or. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say a like, backwards ball cap. Sure. Yeah. Like just isn't as like well put together as you are. Aww. Jacob is like the professional version. The perfect which, one. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Perfect one. The articulate, polite version. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, one day when I become a super dude and a bro and a bra, then I can bra. I mean, if that's if that's something you would like to be known as, I'll start calling you Jake. <laughs> Just, you know, give me the word. Uh, one day. From the city of forts, it's Jake. It's Jake. What's up, Jake? <laughs> My boy, Jake. Out. We'll try that out next episode. Love Let's it. see how that goes. Love it. It still doesn't feel natural to me, but maybe it's just a timing thing. My maybe it's just gotta. My mom calls me Jake the Snake more often than I realized, which is kind of an odd. It's just kind of an odd title, but I've gotten so used to it that when (laughs) that when she says it, it's like completely normal. Jake Jake the the Snake, snake? like really, (laughs) the snake. And when you finally launch your bakery business, it can be Cheesecakes by Jake. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. Jake's cheesecakes. We're done. Jake bakes cheesecakes. Do you bake a cheesecake? I don't think you do. Cheese Jake's. What? <laughs> I'm 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 confused. What's happening? Anyway, <laughs> that is our nickname roundup for one of our others. <laughs> we'll do Ryan next time. I don't know Ryan. The only other thing that you can shorten your name to is Rye. Do you ever get called Rye? Rye. Rye. Uh, sometimes Rye, some Rye. people call me. Rye. Rye. Some people call me Rye Rye. Usually I get plays on my last name though. Like mm. Burgermeister. I've gotten multiple mm. independent Burgermeisters. Mm. It is the season of Burgermeister Meister Burger. Oh, my right. favorite Christmas claymation oh. movie of all time. That's a Wait, great that's one. from a thing? Oh my yeah. gosh. Rye Rye. <laughs> Burgermeister. Yeah, that, that is from Santa Claus is coming to town classic claymation of the oh 70s. my gosh yeah i thought multiple independent people just came up with burger <laughs> meister meister burger oh my nope. gosh yeah he's like the villain he's one of the villains of that uh show special i guess it's a special yeah oh wow okay you'll have to watch it well yes as we're in the festive series this is an excellent segue I'm, so, I'm glad we somehow got into christmas talk because mm. y'all i have gifts for you <gasps> what <laughs> Yes, live on the air. I don't have a gift for you yet. I know. Here we go. Is there food being being brought to the door? There is currently (laughs) like looking out my window. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire being delivered to your house as we speak (laughs) (laughs) with anchovies. No, y'all, this is really special because last time I felt inspired by last time we did a conversation with Nate about the love languages and we got into some love language talk. And so I figured on this episode, I would have five gifts for you all labeled in envelopes, A, B, C, D, and E 
Do you hear the Foley work? Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, Tom is here with actual envelopes with yes, letters on them. Yes, describe what's going on. So, like a freaking game show host. <laughs> <laughs> this is my greatest. I wish Nate were here. Nate would love this. I think. <laughs> yes, I love games and competitions and all that sort of things. So I have five gifts for y'all based on the five love languages. And you get to choose randomly whichever gift, whichever envelope you want. And then I will give this to you, either depending on the gift, either right now or like at a future date, basically. Oh, wow. So choose wisely. <laughs> who so wants excited. to choose? Who wants to choose first? Ryan should. I can't handle it. It's too much pressure. <laughs> I don't know. Gifts aren't my love language. So like these are all gifts, right? Is that, is that well, one of them is a gift is above all gifts. Gift. <laughs> it's yeah. a it's a gift within a gift. Right. That one was a little tricky, but we'll get there. So um, Ryan gets one gift, Jacob gets another gift, and then three gifts whew. get thrown in the fire. <laughs> oh. Yeah, will uh, we'll, will we get to learn what, what we missed that we didn't? So here's what I was thinking. I was thinking that um, we'll reveal whatever y'all get on, on this episode. Lovely. And then for our precious yabbers for Yabalog content, I'll reveal what the other three gifts are. I think that makes the most sense. Fantastic. So yeah. So yes, it will be known. Okay. Well, my middle name begins with C, so I'm going to pick Ooh, C. Okay. And I don't remember which one was which, so I actually have no <laughs> idea what C is right now. You okay. have chosen poorly. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what C is. I'm so nervous. <laughs> wow, this is a good one. So gift number C, number C <laughs> this is the words of affirmation gift. So Ryan, my gift for you this holiday season of 2019 or 2019, if you're an insane person, um, is that I will get to affirm either one body part (laughs) of you or just one quality that you possess for 30 seconds. Definitely the body part. Jacob, what's so funny? This is this is serious. Sorry, sorry. I'm so excited for what he's gonna choose. <laughs> definitely, I love how you said definitely body parts. Like you don't want me to affirm your kindness. Okay, oh. that's fine. Wait, do I get to choose the body part or do no, you? No, choose? no, no. I choose. Oh. <laughs> It's probably an obvious one because I did a little bit of thought into like scenarios. If this person got this one or this person has this one, what would I affirm? So Ryan, yeah. with you, I think it's fairly obvious that you have the best hair out of everybody in this room right now. That's and oh, I'm starting the clock. So the clock is going. Um, yeah. So Ryan, from the moment I saw your hair, I was like, wow, he just has like this. It, it almost feels like, and this is probably the best, this is like the best, um, compliment you give to someone who wears makeup it's like you don't even notice that they're wearing makeup right it's just like it looks natural like it doesn't look like you put anything in your hair like it just naturally has this bounce and this swoop to it and it's full and it's just super yeah just super masculine i love it it's it's definitely and it's the crown it's like what you first noticed you're looking straight up at somebody and there it is it's so glorious and i feel like it's just something that uh a lot of people would kill for so i affirm your hair I encourage it to continue growing. We, um, yeah, we, we pray into the roots right now that they remain <laughs> strong and that your hair continues to have this bounce mm. that blesses so many. Wow. Yay. Thank you, Tom. I think my hair just got fuller and blonder. <laughs> just, just oh, I didn't even mention seconds. the color. Yeah, it is blonde, which is like 
there's like less and less blonde people as as we go generation to generation. <laughs> so you are, yeah, they're dying off. So it's like you're a special breed. Mm-hmm. Thank there you. You're welcome. I hope that was a blessing for you. I feel so uplifted. <laughs> Yay! So that's a little taste, Jacob. <laughs> wow, and I guess you can't get that. Jacob, no, no, though no I affirmation am, for Jacob. Though it does, that's already taken. I am now incredibly curious what part of my body Tom was going to choose to. Yeah, we'll never know. But we'll, we, yeah, we won't. That's being that's being thrown in into the fire. Into the fire. More <laughs> Uh, well, um, so Jacob, you have a B D and E for a special Christmas gift from Tom. Okay. I'm going to, uh, cop out a little bit and just say that because my last name starts with a B let's ah. open up letter B. Please. I love the symbology y'all. I love the fact that, yeah, there's a reason behind everything. Oh, always. And there is. All right. For Jacob envelope number B. Number B. What did I write down? <laughs> Poop face. I can't even read what I wrote. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. <laughs> so this is this is the acts of service yes. gift. And for this act of service, Jacob, the next time I visit you, this is not something that can be accomplished right now. Okay. So sadly, you're going to have to wait. But the next time I come visit you, I will personally load your dishwasher <laughs> Free of charge, Boo. the way I want to do it. The plates stacked on top of each other vertically. <laughs> Worst Christmas ever. <laughs> the utensils strewn about the top. The mugs front way up. That is what I'm going to do for you, buddy. Buddy, Yay. my buddy Jake. Wow. So you have that to look forward to. Merry Christmas Cups to me. Top opening toward the top of the dishwasher. Exactly. Exactly. Wow, you're. You're never coming here ever again. <laughs> so sad. No, but Jacob, you cannot, stop, you cannot stop <laughs> my stop act of service for you. Was that also, if, if that one had been chosen by Ryan, what, what were you going to do for him? Oh, yeah, it's the same gift. Oh, same, so same gift. <laughs> sadly, Ryan's missing out on that. I know Ryan especially would have loved that. Wow. Well, Tom, you really should Look at have, a draw. But I appreciate <laughs> you and your acts of serving my dishes. Thank you. I'll be sure also make sure we have something super cheesy and oh, like the absolutely. cheese is stuck to the plate. We're not going to worry about scrubbing. We're just going to load it in, you know. I think Saucy, you should actually cheesy. like add food to yeah. the washer after you put in dishes. Like just cover everything in, in like syrup and cheesecake, raw eggs and yeah. cheesecake. And-, and then don't use dishwasher detergent. Use like just, just Dawn. So that, yes. so oh, that good you're idea. just like yes. overflowing with bubbles, suds. Absolutely. Or shampoo. Yeah, just use <laughs> conditioner to get those beautiful oh, yeah. shampoo, and then round has. two we'll do yep. conditioner. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that should that should do it. Well, I'm excited. I love you both. Thank you for being in my life and for being on this Yobcast for this string of episodes to close out the decade. I really appreciate it. Mm, I love you too, Tom. Thank you. Love you too. Thank you. So yes, we just revealed the other three love language centric gifts for our Yabalog listeners only. We really appreciate everyone who supports your other brothers on Patreon. This is the way we are still here after all this time. Um, we have such faithful listeners and supporters and uh, yeah, it's our joy. It's my joy to put out a bonus episode every month for outtakes and a little bit of bonus content too. Cause sometimes we get into some really good side discussions about things and it just doesn't 
fit into a regular episode. And so we lump it into the Yabalog and there's a lot of great content um, on the Yabalog. So um, our last live Yabalog, we had Nate on and we talked about all sorts of other things. What are some of the things I'm trying to remember? We talked about smells, right? And like, ah, colognes. And yeah, Jacob, stuff. you brought a, uh, you brought a topic on scent yes. and smell and cologne and deodorant. We had a good, it's a good manly aroma, mm-hmm. <laughs> a good manly aroma of a discussion. Yeah. So, so we have some really good, um, hearty discussions about things and a lot of just like crazy jokes and mishaps along the way as well. But if you're interested in supporting your other brothers on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash your other bros and all the information is there. Another way you can support the show is by going to Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes. You can go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review our show. And I'm always just blown away by the support we've gotten through this medium. Uh, I really appreciate everyone who takes the time to rate and review our show. And I wanted to read this latest iTunes, no, I'm sorry, Apple Podcast review um, from Randall. And he said, 10, 10 slash 10 would recommend that's what the kids say. They say 10 slash 10. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> yeah. So Randall said, I stumbled across this podcast as I was just beginning to accept and come to terms with my own story and experience. Hearing all the candid discussions from Tom and his other brothers walking through the same things helped me so much as I processed and began to own my story. Every episode continues to be an encouragement. And I know that I am not alone. Parentheses, even the sparrow finds a home. Thank you for the vulnerability you show as you share your stories. Yab is a valuable resource for so many gay SSA men. So thank you, Randall. That's really sweet. Thanks for encouraging us. And I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad this little thing that we do, fraught with giggles and tears galore, <laughs> resonates with so many of y'all. Thanks for all the support this year, um, the last couple of years, and um, yeah, for the support to come in a brand new decade. Super exciting. Thanks, Randall. Thank you. All right. Well, because it's that magical time of the year, it's been such a festive episode already. Um, our sponsor for this episode, it, he, our sponsor has been waiting 11 months. This is what happens every single year is that this particular product is shelved away. God knows where it just doesn't exist for 11 months of the year or maybe 10, 10 and a half. Um, but then this product comes out right when we need him most. And yes, I'm talking about our sponsor for this episode, the favorite holiday drink. It's eggnog. 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 It's so good. Oh my gosh. Eggnog is the best drink. (laughs) I drink so much eggnog. I stock up. I have like cartons in reserve for a month and a half because I have to have it. Love it. I have to. Love it. I like eggnog. Jacob, do you like eggnog? Yeah. So uh, I believe that this phrase can be attributed to my father, but uh, Mm. Growing up, he would refer to eggnog as the nectar of the gods. If that says anything about how much we love our nog. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we have a nog-friendly yeah. cast here today. Because there are some people that are very anti-nog, and I, I'm not down with them. It's like <laughs> as divisive as mayonnaise. Mm. I feel like it's more so. I feel more like divisive. people feel more passionate about eggnog than, than they do about mayo. I have That's one friend me. who says who says they don't like it just for the fact that the word egg is in it. Oh, grow up. So I wonder if we like rebranded it to just be nog. That's that would make that's it better. Fair. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. So but anyway, 
Have you ever made French toast with eggnog? Oh my gosh, no. No. Do it right now. (laughs) Hit pause and go do it. We're going to stop the podcast for me to Um, get some French toast going. uh, That sounds great. Yeah, I'll have to try that. Tom, if I... If I could, I know this is not uh, Christmas kosher, but if I could mm. alter my act of service gift ever so slightly <laughs> to be, what if instead of ruining my dishes, you made me toast with eggnog for my act of service? <laughs> that would feel so much more loving why not, towards me. Why not both? Why not get this like why eggy, eggy doughy what's involved in making french toast but let's just like really mm. soup up your plates okay i think that would be great and then i'll clean them for you i know that's really that's, good job. that's my fear <laughs> uh yes well anyway it doesn't really so nog doesn't really have much to do with our topic on singleness but it's a holiday thing and eggnog stands by us during the holidays we have no one else in our lives <laughs> We have cartons. At least we have eggnog. <laughs> Thank you, cartons eggnog. and cartons and calories upon calories of eggnog. Sweet, delicious nectar of the gods. Yes, your father is a wise man. Mm, he Jacob. is. <laughs> All right, y'all. So as we mentioned, we are talking about singleness today, and particularly singleness during what, for many, can be the hardest time of the year. And we'll talk about our respective feelings on this time of year here shortly. Um, and obviously, so we call, we're calling this episode Holiday Singleness, and that's not to say that everybody in our community is single, because we have a good number of married folks in our community as well. And we certainly don't want to give the impression that just because you're married, the holidays are joyous and perfect and great. So that's definitely not the, the vibe we're shooting for here. But um, it's fair to say that uh, a significant portion of our listenership and our supporters are single. And so this is something that um, hits a lot of people right now, this time of the year, we all come from different family backgrounds and dynamics and, and we have teenagers listening we have 50, 60, 70 plus year olds listening. And it kind of hits us across all the generations. We're all in different life stages and, um, I figured we would just talk about our experiences first. And, and we have a few questions from some of our yobbers who submitted questions for this episode. And so we'll get to those as well, but, uh, I want to go around the table, the metaphoric table and, uh, get y'all's perspectives on, this time of year, let's just be really specific. So this year, 2019, the year of our Lord, how are y'all feeling about the holiday season? Let's say Thanksgiving to New Year's. Let's combine those six weeks of the year. Um, Yeah. How are y'all feeling about things? I'm feeling pretty good. I have kind of minimalistic plans for Christmas itself. My sister is married and has kids, and so they kind of switch between Thanksgiving and Christmas between the two sides of their family, and so they're doing Christmas with my brother-in-law's family, and they did Thanksgiving with my side of the family, so I've kind of had the big family holiday this year, which is Thanksgiving, and then for Christmas, I'm just going down to Florida for two nights to see my grandparents. My parents are going to be there, too. And so I'm kind of looking forward to having a minimalistic uh, uh, event in terms of family, but then having a good amount of time just to myself, a sort of a little staycation at home to catch up on stuff around the house and have, have um, you know, just some time to just play video games or watch <laughs> Netflix or, you know, just relax. So that's, that's cool. 
also last year I started a kind of personal tradition. I decided, you know what, I'm going to start sending out Christmas cards because, uh, because I don't have to have a spouse or a family or even a dog to do that. I can just <laughs> send out Christmas cards. And um, so I came up with a creative idea and started doing that last year and this year. I'm planning on doing it again. So um, so I've kind of got that on the table and I have a little tradition. Now I've decided where I take um, take like instant pictures on like a Instax camera and send each person who receives a Christmas card like a unique, a unique instant photo mm. that, um, you know, it's not like, it's not like I take it down to Costco and get a hundred <laughs> of the same picture printed. Each person gets a unique picture and then that also means I have a little like photo shoot session with my friend Katie um so she's coming over on Saturday and her uh and her fiance and and we're just gonna hang out and like take pictures and have have fun with it so I'm happy to have sort of like stumbled upon like hey I really like this kind of personal tradition it's a way to introduce friends into into the holidays as a tradition and um and just have have fun with it and kind of claim this realm of christmas cards as something that yeah single people can do too Um, yeah that's really awesome yeah i enjoyed i I thoroughly enjoyed getting my ryan christmas card last year it was great and i'm excited for this one too so i uh every every year when i get my christmas cards i put them on my fridge like an old like an old person um and <laughs> no you're supposed to tape them above your door oh, that's true or something. yeah <laughs> hang them on oh i put yeah, them in my christmas tree string but oh oh cool. nice yeah anyways uh by by far yours brian got the most questions about of who is this person <laughs> <laughs> because i i forget what you said like with the picture but it was um it was, it was more, it was interesting. It wasn't like, uh-huh. I, do you remember what exactly you said? It was I like, I it was to, like, I tried it was to... like slightly provocative in kind of a funny <laughs> way. That just caused just lots of, to the yes, it just caused lots of people to be like, oh, who's that person? Go, <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I tried to come up with a, uh, I tried to come up with a interesting caption to hand right below each, mm, each yeah. photograph. Um, I don't remember what I sent you exactly, Jacob, but it could have involved a bag of coal and a martini glass. Yeah, I think ah. I think you were holding a drink. I mean, yeah, sorry. I know I I uh, <laughs> I use the word provocative, but I don't I don't mean to say that it, it wasn't like inappropriate or like sexual. It was just like sexual. It was just a little bit more edgy, I think, than all my other. It was cards. naughty. <laughs> yes, it was slightly <laughs> naughty. Which sounds which sounds even worse than <laughs> yeah, because naughty is a better adjective yeah, than right? provocative. Okay, let's just go with that. Ryan sends naughty Christmas cards. <laughs> what he does, he only wears a Santa hat. That's it. <laughs> that's it. And he's holding a drink. No, no, that's a really that's such as like such a simple way to just embrace your singleness and just be like, you know what? I'm gonna do something that brings me joy and hopefully brings other people joy too. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. super that's super awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Maybe other mm-hmm. single people, maybe I will someday do that. I've never sent a Christmas card my entire life. Like never. Me neither. 
and it feels like it's probably too late this year, Tom. I don't think we're going to make it. <laughs> we're not going to make it. Yeah, well, no, if it's I, not I like too late idea, for me, though. it's not too late for you. Yeah, um, I do like the idea, though, of doing something like that. Jacob, how are you feeling about holiday season sure. 2019? I would I would say that I'm doing okay. I can I can feel I'd not great, but I also recognize that I've had past years that have felt a lot harder and just and worse overall. And so I would say that I'm um, somewhere kind of in the middle. Um, I think yeah, there is like there is something about the holidays that I think make me recognize and feel some of the like difficulties of singleness the most intensely and a piece of that which is which is actually quite relevant to what um what just happened to me last night um so we're uh we're currently trying to plan how we're going to get together as a family for christmas and um in some uh past years and even in this um in this year, it can feel as though that because I'm not married, um, that the rest of the family creates the Christmas plans, which I am then invited to join in as opposed to being, to being a part of the actual discussion to make those plans. And so it can at times feel as though like, well, since, um, since you're single and you don't have any other like Christmas events that you're going to, then you should be free to just come do whatever we are doing as a family. Um, and that can, yeah, that can be really challenging. And like something that I, um, that I'm working on being more, more direct about and expressing that, yeah, I may not have a spouse, but there are like commitments and things that I am tied to that do affect how free I am to be able to, to, you know, uh, drive multiple hours to come to a Christmas event. Um, what also helps this, this year, as opposed to other years is that, um, because my sister and her family live in Papua New Guinea and my brother and his wife can't always come to like our Christmas things. Um, there have been many Christmases that I'm the the only child there, and like as 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 much as I do like sincerely love my parents and I enjoy spending time with them, there is something about a holiday without any of your siblings that just doesn't feel complete. Like it just it feels like there's mm-hmm. something missing there, um, which yeah, which has has just been really hard do you feel the freedom to like decline to participate like if it doesn't work out like or do you feel like there's a lot of expectation around like oh jacob's gonna show up because it's family yeah yeah i don't i that has never felt like an like an option for for me to not be present um Mm -hmm. and some of that is an external pressure and expectation but also i recognize that a lot of that is internal to where i haven't even there are times where i've just i have felt that and haven't like tried to sort of speak the things that i'm feeling to my family so like 
not bringing it up and not talking about it and like being honest about like how I might be feeling that's that's on me to not to be the one to to actually voice um Mm -hmm. those concerns that that I might have Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like for I mean for my whole life there was there was that expectation there of oh we we do holidays together because we're family and then one year my sister and her family were doing Thanksgiving with uh, with my brother-in-law's family. And so it was just going to be me and my parents for Thanksgiving. And, um, and I forget what kind of made me decide this, but I thought, you know, I want to do Friendsgiving with some friends this year. And so I kind of got up, got up the nerve to tell my parents, hey, I was thinking I'd just do Friendsgiving in Raleigh with some friends this year. And my parents were fine with it. I'm sure my mom you know, would have loved for me to be there for, for Thanksgiving with them, but, um, but they were fine with it. And, and ever since then, I felt a little more freedom to kind of go my own way for holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, like kind of like establishing that precedent of, Hey, sometimes I'm gonna, I'm not going to be there because I'm an adult and, mm-hmm. you know, we, we kind of sometimes make our own plans too. Yeah, that's interesting, Jacob, the way you laid out your sibling dynamic, because right now my setup is I have one sister who's married, and so she'll split holidays with her husband's family. And then I have a brother who's single like me. And so it's always felt like I've always had this safety net, I guess, my entire life that there's always going to be at least one sibling Mm -hmm. there, my brother, like he'll be Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, there's always going to be some sort of uh, comradeship that I'm not just going into it alone. So the, the thought of like him potentially one day being married and me not, and then him splitting time with his spouse's family, like that's something that I guess becomes more of more of a possibility the older we get. Like that's potentially coming sooner than than uh, sooner than later. Um, so I've never really re- I've never wrestled with that sense of isolation. I guess that that seems to come across with sometimes your holiday gatherings. Um, but it's been an interesting transition these last couple of years, just like, yeah, with my sister getting married and and all of a sudden holidays, it used to be always the five of us. It's now sometimes three of us, four of us, and, and sometimes one versus the other Thanksgiving versus Christmas. And we're in different locations. And even this year, like we had four of us together for Thanksgiving and, and then at Christmas, it's going to be me and my brother. We're venturing up to Philadelphia where we grew up and and the rest of my family will be elsewhere. And so we're splitting up three and two. And so it's a, it's a different vibe. It's a different time. I definitely, I've vlogged about this on my site recently that it feels a lot like the magic is gone. Like we used to be, not that we're not a big happy family anymore because we are, but it's just a different dynamic now. You know, we're adults and we're, we got a million things going on in different directions now. And so it, it is more challenging to gather around a literal table um, as regular as I would like it to be. Um, and it's interesting, like, cause I've never, I've never really felt the compunction to, to like not be with family on a holiday. The only one I can remember was I used to live in California for a few years. And there was one year where I knew I was going to be spending time on the East coast with my family for Christmas, but, um, but it was Thanksgiving. I'm not going to fly across the country multiple times in a six week stretch that just wasn't financially doable. And so, so I remember one year on Thanksgiving, several years ago, you know, I was by myself and I just was like, well, I'm just gonna have a me day. <laughs> and I just went and it was actually, it was kind of cool. Cause, uh, I went to a homeless shelter and they were doing like 
somewhere in Los Angeles, they were doing like this big Thanksgiving drive and they were collecting supplies and delivering meals to people. And so I went and helped out with that for a little bit. And then, and then I just like spent the day hiking and just kind of spending the day to myself. And, and I think I had in and out for uh, <laughs> dinner or something, <laughs> some kind of just like simple fast food meal for Thanksgiving. But it was, uh, it was special just to like celebrate by myself. Cause I, I did, I've never really had that opportunity. I've always felt whether it's an expectation or whatever the jargon is, um, the concept like, well, where else am I going to go? If I'm, if I'm, you know, able to travel to see family on Thanksgiving slash Christmas, and I'm going to do that. Um, and so I'm curious as time goes by the concept of like celebrating a Friendsgiving, for instance, in place of a Thanksgiving, I'm curious if that'll ever come up in the future or, um, or if there's a reason to just like, yeah, not be with my family, but also not be like isolated and depressed. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like one, um, one, one, one thing that just came to mind as you were talking about having, um, the Thanksgiving by yourself is that I, um, for those who are listening that for whatever reason, like can't be with their families for holidays. This is one of the reasons why I think like being, being a part of a good local church is so crucial. Um, and something that I've come to be just incredibly thankful for is that every, every year that I've been a part of my current church, um, I am always asked by people like, Hey, like, do you have like some, some where to go for Thanksgiving? Do you have people to be with for Christmas? And just, um, multiple folks checking in just, to make sure that if I don't have a place to go, that I know that I'm welcome to be a part of their family, which I, which, which I think is exactly how the church should operate is to, um, of just to, to recognize that this can be an incredibly isolating time for a lot of people and to keep an eye out for those folks and to say, Hey, like we would, we would love to have you come and be a part of our family. Yeah. Someone commented on our, what was it? <laughs> I think someone commented on one of our posts recently that uh, they try to make it their goal, like every Thanksgiving to leave an empty chair and to like, mm. con- and to, like consciously seek out one person who mm. may not have a place to go. And I like that idea, the older I get, especially the concept of like, huh, I wonder who could use an invitation, who could use a, yeah. hey, what are you doing? Or do you, do you have somewhere to go? Because you're welcome to come with me even if I'm driving like three hours away to go with family or something, just to, to have that more at the forefront, um, to be looking out for that. Because um, just from my perspective, my personality, I tend to be so inward focused that I oftentimes lose sight of those around me. And so I, I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, the older I get, assuming the more single I get, just like constantly just keeping an eye out and just seeing who could use, who could use that extra invitation to, uh, whether they can come or not. I think honestly, a lot of people would be thrilled just to be asked, be like, Hey, if you're, if you want to go on a road trip or you want to come with me, or you want to do something, um, on this particular holiday, like to have that option available, I think is something that I found really cool. Amen to that. Which leads into a good yabber question. One of our yabbers posted chosen family or blood family for the most wonderfully stressful time of the year, (laughs) which this is interesting to me because 
I think for Thanksgiving, I'm a little, I'm a lot more flexible as far as like, yeah, I could absolutely see myself doing a Friendsgiving in place of a family Thanksgiving. Like that sounds kind of cool to me. I've never, I mean, I went to one, when I was living on the West coast, there was one or two Friendsgivings, I guess, that I participated in, but they weren't necessarily my friends. They were the people I was with friends. (laughs) So it wasn't like, it didn't really feel like a true Friendsgiving from my perspective maybe, but, uh, um, that seems way more achievable to me, I guess, because maybe I have so much, I have so much tradition and history entrenched with Christmas. Like, like y'all don't even know, like growing up in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, where <laughs> there's a live nativity a mile down the road from my grandparents' house and Santa rides on a fire truck through the town <laughs> at, at night. It's just like an event. Like I look mm-hmm. forward to it. It's so magical. I look forward to it every year. So the thought of like not being there for 31 32 years. Like I spent every Christmas there. So the thought of replacing that with something else feels extremely jarring to me. Like, I don't know. I don't know what that would look like. Maybe assuming I get older, that's going to change. But, um, but I'm curious what y'all think about like subbing out your blood family with your quote unquote chosen family. Okay. I was going to say real quick, that sounds like a personality thing too, because like when I think of replacing all of the hubbub around family with like, friends who usually are more I'm more relaxed around it's like oh that sounds like such a relief to not have that to-do list of doing all of the uh like going to the live nativity and going and doing the thing and and like we have to make sure we FaceTime all the relatives and you know like the the year I did Friendsgiving it was a blast like it was so relaxed we like had fun cooking together and um and like no one had to be anywhere uh and then a few years ago I did Christmas with my dear friend Micah him and his family in in Charlotte and like that was that was a little more like that was a little more high key more going on more moving parts but um but it was still a lot of fun um, did it feel, I'm curious, Ryan, did it feel intrusive at all? Did you feel like you were like entering in someone else's Christmas magic or or did it feel like natural? Like they wanted you there, you wanted to be there. There's nothing weird or awkward about that. So the Friendsgiving was at my house, so it didn't feel yeah. intrusive at all. Christmas, it was, it, it, it could feel... I think with anyone else, it would have felt intrusive. With Micah's family, it didn't feel that bad. Like I definitely needed some time to kind of go and be be by myself, but they were able to give me like kind of my own my own little bedroom, and um, so I could have some some personal space. Mm-hmm. But I think that that kind of makes me think of like me being able to host something meant a lot to me, and I think that as we talk about oh how can how can couples or families be looking for ways to involve single people I think like being willing to be hosted by a single person is is also huge like so that you know you're not making them come to you but you're coming to them I think is pretty big too Mm -hmm. yeah I was able to host a Friendsgiving this year with my small group which I have I've done now for the past, I think, three or four years, which was a was always always been a super wonderful time. I think to um, to go back to the question, uh, this is probably cheating a little bit, but I would I would love to add a th- add a third option, which is for me as the 
ideal in that instead of choosing between blood family and chosen family to actually get to like blend the two of those together. No, it's one or the other. <laughs> no, I'm going to, I'm going to veto that. And I'm going to no, say, that's good. Yeah. Cause yeah. I think like there is, there are few things that, that thrill me more than getting to bring members of my chosen family who feel like home to me into my blood family. Um, and I'd like to, to get to bring people to see the live nativity and to see Santa <laughs> on the helicopter and to, um, to like get to get to invite people into pre-existing traditions that you love that they get to share in like that, that ignites my, my heart, like no one's business. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I've only had the opportunity to do that, um, a couple times, but it's like, it's, um, something that I would love to see be just a more regular and natural part of my future holiday stuff. Jacob, I accept. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in Langhorn. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's like hard to, I always have this thing about blending worlds. I always feel <laughs> awkward about it. Like, oh gosh, my brother's meeting all of my job friends. What do I do with this? I know that's it's like, I'm it's trying a, to, it's a horrible thing to, have your it's brother like, meet all your job friends. <laughs> the worst. It's not a horrible thing, but it's like, it it's was just, horrible. <laughs> like, like, yeah, Andy has met Ryan. It was just like weird to be like, normally these people are in separate places in my life. And I'm like talking to this person and then I'm talking to this person. So the fact that they're in the same literal room right Isn't now, is awesome, hard though? to like, it is. No, it is. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying from a mental standpoint, I'm trying to process what's going sure. on. And then sometimes it can be Overwhelming. I don't know if overwhelming is the right word, but sometimes it takes me longer to feel like this is an, a normal thing, I guess. But I think I want to get to where you are, Jacob, where it's like I could theoretically be in a room with blood family and sure. chosen family. There's nothing weird about it. It's just like we all love each other. Mm-hmm. We're all there to like support one another yep. during during this time. So I, I like that concept. I want to be more where you are, I think. <laughs> oh, thanks. So I think, I don't know if this is a like a a symptom of just kind of how we do uh, romance and dating in Western culture. Um, but like when you date someone to, to get to the point where that person like comes to your Christmas or like t- comes to your Thanksgiving, like that's, that's always a really big deal. And so I think that some of that has kind of shaped my feelings of, of like, it's a sign of like, deep intimacy that like when when like someone takes part in something that is so so often like reserved for just your biological family mm. that that's like a, a an ex, an extremely like meaningful thing and i think that some of that's good some of that isn't helpful um but i i do whole wholeheartedly believe that to experience that and have it be a good thing, I don't think requires you to bring a spouse to Christmas. I think that it can it can also be that like this is a uh, this is a person or people who have become family to you, um, and so it is 
it is it is right and it is good and it is fitting for them to take part in that familial intimate context mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. yeah and i think i just have to get over it because i think in my in the back of my mind if i brought like a fellow ssa or gay identifying friend to a family function, there would just be this, not necessarily with my immediate family. I'll, I wonder maybe about casting the net wider with an extended family, what that might look like or what the vibe would be. Sure. Um, that causes me, I guess, a little bit of anxiety, but, um, but no, I mean, I love the concept of, yeah, if someone has nowhere to go, like again, seeking to be more outward yeah. focused than inward focused, yep. I think is a special, a special thing. Yep. Yeah. Which is, which is why I think that it can like, I don't think that like, bringing someone to a holiday should be like only reserved for people that you're like super close with. Think like, think to like use it as a means of like ministry and to, and to love someone who just doesn't have any other place to go. I think that we can do both of those, of those things Mm -hmm. and, and have it be really good. Going into, yeah, like romance, this is a good segue because another the, the other big question from our yabbers, which I knew this was going to come up at some point, so let's just talk about it. Um, he said, maybe you guys can talk about your experiences with that awkward, <laughs> I'm going to try to read it with his inflection, that awkward, so got any special girls in your life <laughs> from that aunt, <laughs> from that aunt you see once a year, LOL. <laughs> maybe you could talk about what the situations were like before and after telling your families about sexuality so i'm curious if y'all have those any stories there about any prodding about uh, any special ladies in your lives has that come up and how have you dealt with that if it has um my my parents and immediate family laid off of that real quick once they came out (laughs) blessing um my extended family i'm not like you know i've said this before my official position is that i'm out but i haven't like had that conversation with everyone. Mm-hmm. And so my extended family, I think is largely unaware. Um, but they've like just given up by now. Like <laughs> they've stopped asking. <laughs> about but he has my, such good uh, hair. My roommate's <laughs> life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, for, I'm, I guess I'm fortunate that I don't have anyone who's, uh, who's kind of like pestering me about it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is nice, but I recognize that that's not a luxury that everyone has. I think in the past, I've answered that question with just like, oh, I just haven't found the right woman, which is true. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, in a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's something that people are willing to accept and just like, you know, I think if if you say that to like your grandma or aunt or somebody and they start giving you a hard time about it, I think then you have room to be like, you know, like that's, that's where the situation is. And I think you have the right to kind of draw this boundary of like, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's my answer. And can we talk about something else? Like, I'm not, that's not a high priority to me. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, and I think there's more interesting things to talk about. Yeah, I think this is a, this is a very common question whether or not you experience SSA or not, just if you're single, people ask. I have I found a kind of like a like a twofold approach. I would say that I don't get asked this super often 
anymore. I think that some people just kind of give up. Um, but I, I, I have tried to kind of like turn people's questions into a different direction to just show a bit more nuance. For instance, like if, um, like I had some cousins ask, ask me, how was my love life? And I talked about all of my really close friends who I love with all of my heart and like what, what they mean to me. Um, if, and the kind of like same, same deal if, if I'm asked if I have a, a special, a special someone, I will say, yeah, I have many people who are incredibly dear to my heart, who I love. Um, I also think that it can be a great opportunity to um, talk about singleness in general. I think that like you, you kind of have to gauge that of like how much time that, that, that you have, but I think, yeah, that can be a, you can just as, as simple as like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I am currently single and I'm trying to um, live into that calling in the best holistic way that I possibly can and uh, passionately pursue after Jesus where I'm at. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do to the best of my ability. And I think that that can, that can sort of, that can freak some people out and you might get some like awkward <laughs> looks, but at, at the end of the day, I think some people just kind of need to be like woken up that um, the end, the end goal of man is not to find a spouse and live happily ever after and make little Christian babies. <laughs> That's a better answer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Tie a bow on that. Um, yeah. So for me, I've, to my knowledge, I've never been asked, are there any special ladies in your life? I can't think of one. The only thing that I can think of, which has happened at least once, maybe twice. Um, I get comments. Like I remember one time I was doing the dishes after Christmas or something at my grandparents' house. And one of my aunts, like one of those aunts that I see once a year or like every other year, even, um, she made the comment like, oh my gosh, Tom, you're going to make a woman so happy someday. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, so helpful I'm doing the dishes. This is serious. Like I actually really enjoyed doing the dishes, not so much dishwasher. No, no. I was never raised in a dishwasher <laughs> family. So, but just doing the dishes I've always found to be therapeutic. It's like, um, for some people it's vacuuming or some people it's mowing the grass or whatever. For me, I just, I've always enjoyed doing the dishes. And so, you know, I feel like I've always taken upon myself every, every time we have these big gatherings at my grandparents' house that I'll help with the dishes. And, and so to like get that comment, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily off-putting. I mean, I kind of, the intonation of it was like, like, yeah, you're going to get married someday and you're going to make a woman really proud because she, you know, you love to do the dishes and help out. But um, I kind of just took it as a compliment. Like it doesn't, no need to dwell on like the, the sense of longing or missing out or the sense that this may not happen for me. Like, like she recognizes my helpfulness and my, you know, my willingness to, um, to chip in and serve. And that's like, that was, that meant a lot to hear that. It also helps. I think that in my family, for whatever reason, I think it's honestly a, uh, a symptom of just like the greater culture at large, like in my family, my sister, and only my sister and only one of my cousins is married. Everyone else is just like in limbo, either singleness or dating limbo. And it's just like, 
not a big deal that I'm another single person in the mix. It's not like I'm the only single cousin mm-hmm. or grandson in the room. Um, I imagine that would be more isolating, but it's just been that way my entire life that I'm, I'm not the only single person in the room. And so it helps to, it helps to have that dynamic going for me. But, um, I know that's not necessarily always going to be the case, but I guess I've never felt totally, totally singled out, singled Mm. out. (laughs) Get it. So my uncle is a jack of all trades and he's a musician and he last year, his big thing, or maybe it was the year before, but one past Christmas recently, his big thing was he was going to record a Christmas song and try to try to make a big sale for like a TV or movie production or something and um, and make some money off of it. So he sent out this Christmas song that he wrote and it's all about like drinking wine by the fire with, with his beloved. Oh. And it's like this kind of very passionate all about the intimacy and the closeness and the togetherness of Christmas. And, um, and I, I did kind of, it did make me kind of sad that like, that's what I want. That's what I kind of want out of holidays is just to relax and connect and be close to someone and like, you know, be cozy by the fire or whatever. And that's not really um, what I get you know, it's not really the option that's available. Um, and so that is, I think, kind of like, that's a that's an ideal that a lot of people attach to the holidays that is hard to know how that's gonna, how that's gonna, gonna come through, like, you know, Friendsgiving or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it can be, I think that even if you are with other people, for the holidays, I think it can be tough when, even though you are with others and even like with some people in your family, and yet you still feel isolated and alone, it can be so hard just, just to be honest about that. And so like, I'm, I'm thinking both of like, in the times where, where it has been just me and my parents, I don't feel like I can talk to them about having a hard time because it just, I don't want to hurt them and have them think like, wait, like, but we're with you. Like, why, why aren't we, mm-hmm. why aren't we enough to not make you feel isolated? And even more so, I would imagine that, that for those who are listening and who are part of this community who are married and do have, um, do have that immediate family and possibly children that when they feel some sense of isolation or loneliness over the holidays of just how tough that it it has has to be to feel like, well, I can't tell anyone this or else I'm going to ruin everyone else's joy or I'm going to make it look, look like I'm ungrateful or not not a, a good husband or a good father and just i can just imagine all all of these things of trying to navigate that um would be incredibly painful yeah i can definitely resonate with that sense that i consider myself to have a really good family and yet definitely the last couple of years especially feeling that sense of disconnect and that isolation even though i'm with them and even though like we have some really good jokes and we have some really good stories and we have some really good times together that I 
genuinely enjoy, there's kind of like this lingering disconnect, I guess, in the background that, I don't know, I kind of dwell, I dwell on what used to be, whether it's like, yeah, the way it used to be in the past when nobody was married or separated Mm -hmm. and we had this togetherness and or I start to drift to the future, the opposite direction. And I start to think, well, how long, how long is even this going to last? Like how long until this changes and, and this becomes something different. And it's hard, I guess, for me to be really present thoroughly, like thoroughly present with, with those around me and to just be appreciative and to be not necessarily looking forward or backward to just be there and to be with them and, and to enjoy what I have while I have it. So Tom, in, in the midst of that, when, you're feeling those, those things, what have been some, some, some things that you have found helpful that, that you can do? The last couple of years of my life, honestly, I feel like God has slammed in my face, the concept of gratitude and just like naming, Mm. not just like in a broad context, in a, in an unconscious context, just being thankful and being grateful. Cause I feel like in, in Christianity, we're just trained to just be like, Oh yeah, just be grateful. Just be thankful. But to actually name it, like Mm. to name, what am I thankful for? I'm thankful for a mom. I'm thankful for a dad. I'm thankful for a brother and a sister and a brother-in-law and a niece and a house and food. And, and like, I found that the more conscious and the more intentional I can be with gratitude, um, like, yeah, there's always going to, there's always gonna be things to complain about. There's always going to be things to feel, um, lacking or to feel mm-hmm. the longing. And I can say those too. Like I can say that, yeah, I wish, wish having a spouse or having somebody having, having a woman with me was more achievable or was more desirable or was more normal than this present state. I I can state my longings. I can state my, my shortcomings too. Um, But I think it ultimately comes down to gratitude and just being grateful for, for what is surrounding me. Um, I think that's been a huge, uh, it doesn't eliminate all of the angst of course, Mm -hmm. but I think it's been a huge determiner, determinator, determinator. (laughs) It's been a huge uh, factor. There you go. Huge determinant yeah. in uh, my my mental health, my emotional health, and just um, and my spiritual health. Honestly, like just being like, wow, like yeah, God has blessed me with a lot, and I just need to I need to lean into that more consciously, not in a sugar coating, um, yeah, mm-hmm. not in like a fluffy way that eliminates like all of my real desires and longings, but yeah, just to have some perspective. Um, and so that's my recommendation for yeah anyone. Maybe you have a good family too. Maybe you don't. Maybe this is yeah really hard on another angle, because um, I think in this room we all we all have like pretty good families. Um, but yeah, even I understand that you can still have a hard time even if you have a good family. And so, so just being grateful that's been honestly the biggest thing that I would say has has helped me to be really specific with uh, with my gratitude. Awesome. If I can take a stab at that question, Jacob, please. Um, the season of Advent at my church is always all about longing. Like they always make the the music and the sermons all about longing and expectation and waiting and um, and the Advent, the coming of Jesus. And I think that that helps me a lot in framing some of my like longings and sometimes disappointments around around the season of like oh, it's, it's good and right to have longings and to be wanting something right now that um, that is going to take a while to really come to fruition. And, and it really helps that, like, it's something that the whole church is talking about. You know, I, for, for me, it has one application. For other people, it has a different application, but it doesn't feel like this, like, 
oh, this is uh, this is like the consolation prize. You get mm-hmm. a sermon about longing, um, while the rest of us get a sermon about family, and um, and so I think like as I'm still kind of like on that journey of learning how to hanging my longings on that framework to feel taken care of during the season. But I think that that is gonna be, as, as, as my life goes on, that's gonna be a helpful thing to lean into each year mm-hmm. in the Advent season is um, is the way that the Christian life affirms and calls us into that that longing for for Jesus's presence and for His work in the world. Several years ago, I first faced the reality that the holidays, that special time of year, the music and the lights and the food, the presents, the tree togetherness. It was changing. It was changing into something really similar and yet utterly different, foreign. It was epitomized in a line my sister said one night when she was engaged to be married and I was not feeling it. I was feeling the disconnect. I was feeling the the prospect of changing tides, changing times. I wanted to stay home. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to go to church on Christmas Eve. And my sister said, come on, Tom. This is going to be my last year of always being here. And that line cut to the core. I know she didn't mean it maliciously or or with any kind of ill intent. It was just a reality that by this time next year, she'd be married and sharing time with her husband's family. And eventually I did get up off the couch and I did walk down the street to the live nativity, the the same live nativity that I'd seen for the previous 30 years. And yet it was different this time. Sure, there's the joy of, of seeing goats and sheep, a donkey and a camel, but seeing a plastic baby Jesus that year in the manger, it almost did feel like none of this was real anymore that the hope and the magic of Christmas was running out. My favorite Christmas hymn, ever and always, has been O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. It's a song that cuts to the heart. It is a haunting song, but one that calls for hope above all else, that despite the shifting sands and despite the uncertainty and the chill of the air. God is here. God is with us. And now more than ever, do we need that reminder? Some of the lyrics to this favorite hymn read as follows. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. O come, thou rod of Jesse, free thine own from Satan's tyranny. From depths of hell thy people save and give them victory 
or the grave. O come, thou dayspring from on high, and cheer us by thy drawing nigh. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night, and death's dark shadows put to flight. O come, thou key of David, come and open wide our heavenly home. Make safe the way that leads on high, and close the path to misery. O come, desire of nations, bind all peoples in one heart and mind. Bid envy, strife, and quarrels cease. Fill the whole world with heaven's peace. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. And so, my brothers, single and married, those surrounded by others this holiday season and or those deeply alone, may we rightly lament in the not yet of our coming Savior. He came once to instill our hope and how we long for him to come back once and for all and make all things right. May we never stop yearning for his return. And as we lament, as we wait, may we ever look outward, welcoming in the wayward and suffering, the outcast and alone. And just as we rightly lament, may we also rightly rejoice, rejoicing in our present hope. Indeed, this hope is here. This hope is now. Our God, Emmanuel, he is with us. He will come to us. He will ransom us. He will disperse the clouds. He will cast out our disconnect, our loneliness, and he will open wide our heavenly home. Well, guys, that was excellent. I think that's something that I was thinking about um, is I really appreciate both of you and that I can feel this kind of unity in that like we're we're able to be honest about how like this is a season that can be really tough and really difficult and when you throw in what it means to be single during the holidays there's a whole host of things that come up but at the same time I also love that we're we're looking to things like being thankful. We're looking to get outside of ourselves and to, um, and, and to see how we can, we can best love other people in the midst of this, which I think is, is, is excellent because we could just sit here and wallow and complain and whine, but we're choosing not to, we are choosing to practice lament when we should and then we're choosing to seek to love other people to the best of our abilities and that's great Mm. well said my brother well said yeah Mm. there's a lot of there can be a lot of sadness a lot of lament in this season but there's there's a lot of legitimate joy too Mm -hmm. and so it's it's my hope it's my prayer that yeah we we, it might be easier or harder for some of us to seek out that joy, but um, it's my hope that we can do that this holiday season, um, regardless of, yeah, whether you're single, married, or I was going to say anywhere anywhere in between, but I guess that's kind of <laughs> it, right? 
you're either single or married. Um, anyway, thank you all for being here. If I'd love to hear your, your perspective, everyone listening. Um, are you single? Are holidays fun? Are holidays hard? There's a little bit of everything, a little bit of both. Um, I'd love to have this podcast post in particular be a, a place of support for this whole holiday season that if you ever need to just vent, if you ever need to share your perspective of what's happening, like, please feel free to use our, use our comment section on our, our podcast episode page. Just go to yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast, find the episode 54 post on holiday singleness. And yeah, feel free to use that for, for your, however you need to use it, share your story, vent, etc. We can be a support to one another in the comments there. So I invite you to partake whoever ye are. <laughs> See what I did there? Ye. Oh, come all ye yabbers. Oh, God rest ye merry gentlemen. There we go. There we go. That's something I say from you to you or from me to, to directly <laughs> to you. God rest ye merry gentlemen. From me to ye. From me to ye. <laughs> Yes. So please utilize those comments. We had, we've had a string of episodes with some really just vulnerable, awesome shares in the comments. So I invite y'all, if you, um, if you only listen to our podcast, feel free to, yeah, check out what people are saying about it. Um, we invite y'all to participate there as well. Also, once again, a big shout out to eggnog for fueling this episode. I feel 10 pounds heavier and it feels so good. Hmm. That could be eggnog's tagline. I'm just giving that to eggnog free of charge to use it as, as ye will. Yes. Thank you. I'm so glad once again, I'm so glad we're in a room full of nog lovers. Mm. That's super encouraging to my soul. I'm like about to run out to the grocery store and buy some eggnog. Do it. I know. I'm thinking that, that too. So my local grocery store has like local eggnog from a local farm and it's so good. Yeah, that's the good stuff. When you get the premium, oh man. Yeah. It's like six dollars, but it's worth so it. worth it. <laughs> worth it. The worst I'm though is that I spend your money. I, I saw it Kroger that they sell fat free nog. Like, what's the point? No, get out like, of here. Go home. Yeah, what's the point? It's not Christmas. Drink skim milk. Yeah. <laughs> just be nog or be be, be nog nothing. or be water. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So thank you, eggnog. Um, y'all, that's gonna do it for the Yobcast in 2019 and the 2010s at mm-hmm. large. We're going to be back in 2020 and uh, really exciting. I'm excited to announce for the first time here, here on the Yobcast, uh, we're going to be going back to twice a month episodes starting in the new year with the new Woo! decade Woo! in front of us. Um, and so we'll see what that. Sometimes it might look like Ryan and Jacob always being here. Sometimes we have, we have other brothers too, and we might filter in some others along the way, but really excited to get back. We used to do, I don't know, for probably a solid year, year and a half, we did uh, bi-monthly episodes and it was a good rhythm to be in. Um, as things got adjusted along the way, once a month just kind of became the max that I could handle personally, as far as not only the recording of it, but especially the editing of it. Um, but I think moving into a new year, a new decade, a fresh start, um, I think doing two a month makes makes a lot of sense. And so I'm excited to uh, to en- enter into that with you guys and, and some of our other brothers along the way as well. So, so stay tuned for that. You guys, I'm, I'm really excited. So thank you all. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Jacob. And thank you for everyone else who's appeared on all these episodes. Um, all my other brothers out there as well. It's been awesome to have such for, for this to be such a team effort. Um, and I'm excited to see what comes in the future. The ghost of Christmas future. What does he have to say about the outcast? We'll see. 
We'll see. <laughs> Hopefully it's more promising than the image from Charles Dickens, <laughs> <laughs> which wasn't a very promising feature. Anyway, that's going to do it for this holiday-themed extravaganza of an episode. For all your other brothers out there, this is Tom. This is Ryan. Merry Christmas. This is Jacob. Reminding you that you are not alone. Even the sparrow finds a home. See you next decade, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Your Other Brothers podcast. Navigate more with us at yourotherbrothers.com and comment on this episode at yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast. Subscribe to our show to never miss an episode. And if you enjoy what we do, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Your Other Bros. If you'd like to further support our storytelling effort, consider becoming a yobber. Yobbers pledge monthly and receive perks like calls with authors and other supporters, access to a secret Facebook group, and additional podcast content. Visit patreon.com slash your other bros for more information. Don't miss our monthly bonus podcast on Patreon, The Yabalog. Featuring responses to previous podcasts, content not featured in public episodes, calls from listeners, and more. Ask us a question or tell us a story by leaving us a message at 706-389-8009. If you're new to the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at yourotherbrothers.com. You can also write us at Your Other Brothers, P.O. Box 843, Asheville, North Carolina, 28802. Until we journey next time, we're glad you're with us.